0: I lived a wild life, prostitutes, drugs, and it only escalated as I went to places like Amsterdam and Thailand to have the trip of my life, but came back with a hole in my soul. Real life starts now. This is
1: Hi, this is Evangelist Don Lay. Welcome to The Real Life Radio Show, where we're going to talk to real people who had real problems, but found answers in a real God. Lately, we've been talking about the story of the prodigal son in the Bible and asking, what did this lifestyle really look like? The Bible says that the man had wild living, but how wild can it get? How about in modern times today in the United Kingdom? Well, in our last show, we had Barry John share with us how he lived a wild life starting when he was only 11 years old. He was introduced to marijuana or cannabis. At the time, he thought it was the answer to all his problems, giving him a false sense of feeling better, helping him to overcome feeling depressed. But later on, he was introduced to ecstasy at a rave, and then his drug life took off. It felt much better than marijuana, and he actually didn't like marijuana as much as he liked ecstasy and amphetamines. Today he's going to share how things got really wild when he and his friends were traveling to places to really live it up by partying for a whole weekend with drugs, girls, and anything that they wanted, they got it. Let's listen in on how all this resulted in for him. Barry, welcome back to the show.
0: It's so blessed to be here.
1: Barry, it's awesome that you're sharing this with us, and I'm really appreciative that you're just being so transparent and sharing the truth about living this wild life. Before that, I understand that you got a job at 16, and then you started using cocaine. How did you find that at such a young age? Tell us what happened.
0: Yes. So I was taking ecstasy and amphetamine at the age of 14, and my drug use got worse and worse and worse. Mm. And then I started work at the age of 16. And then I was going into pubs and knocking around with older men. And when I was knocking around with these older men, there was people sniffing cocaine in the pubs. Right there? and Right in front of you? In the toilets. Wow. So I quickly caught on to that and I just started sniffing cocaine because everyone else was sniffing cocaine. It was the in thing. And it was one of those things, cocaine. If you didn't sniff cocaine in the area where I grew up, you were weird.
1: Wow. So this became like a very normal thing. It looked normal. What did cocaine do to you? Did you like it more than the previous two drugs? Was there a worse withdrawal from the drug? Tell us about your experience with cocaine.
0: When I started sniffing cocaine, I left the ecstasy and I left the amphetamine behind. I don't think I ever took amphetamine ever again once I found cocaine. Mm. Cocaine became my god.
1: Wow. Like, so you were living for this drug at this point. Like, the purpose and the meaning of life became about this drug.
0: My life became consumed of going to work five days a week, earning my money, going to the pub, drinking... Sniffing cocaine, spending all my money on the weekend Hmm. and doing the same thing the week after, week after, going to work, coming home, spending my money on cocaine.
1: Wow. So this is pretty addictive. Now, did the cocaine start to alter your behavior around others? Like what was your focus during this time period of your life?
0: Cocaine gave me a new confidence. Ecstasy and amphetamine gave me a confidence at the raves. But cocaine gave me a new confidence. It was a confidence that i have never, ever experienced before. And that was what I was chasing all my life.
1: Wow. So basically, you felt like you could do more, talk to more people, be more direct about things. Maybe you felt more successful because of the cocaine. Is that right?
0: I could go into a pub. I could chat to anyone. I could have a conversation with anyone. I could sit down next to anyone while I was sniffing cocaine. Mm. It just became part of me. And when I never had it, I used to sink back into that guy who was depressed, lonely, and miserable without it.
1: Wow. So your withdrawals were pretty tough then. Yeah. Wow. I understand eventually the cocaine high wasn't enough. And you started seeking other substances. And you ran into those old friends that you said you would never become like them. Tell us about that.
0: When I was eighteen, I was still sniffing cocaine in the pubs. But when I was eighteen, I ended up in a crack den when the pub closed, mm. and it was the first time I ended up in a crack den. And I ended up with those friends that I left many years before yeah. that I said I'd never end up like those scumbags. And I ended up with those scumbags, and I became a scumbag.
1: Oh my gosh! So you started doing crack. What made you want to go from cocaine? To the crack cocaine, what's the difference?
0: Because I was always searching for something stronger.
1: Wow. So crack cocaine is stronger than cocaine. Is that right?
0: Yes. Crack cocaine is stronger than cocaine.
1: Like what's the difference like? Like how would you measure the difference of cocaine high versus a crack cocaine high?
0: The difference between crack cocaine and cocaine Cocaine, you can interact with people, you can talk to people, you can go to the pub and you can sit down and be around your friends. Mm. But when I started smoking crack cocaine, it became a thing where I was hiding myself away in crack dens. I didn't want to be seen because over here in England is looked at as a dirty drug. Everyone sniffs cocaine and people smoke crack cocaine. And it's exactly the same thing. But crack cocaine is looked at as a dirty thing.
1: Interesting. But the high with crack cocaine was much higher. Is that right?
0: Yes. Cocaine gets you really, really high and crack cocaine gets you even higher.
1: So describe this day-to-day life with the crack cocaine. I understand that you're living for this even more so, but you're still working at this time. Describe week to week how it worked with the crack cocaine.
0: So when I was sniffing cocaine in the pubs, it was just a weekend thing. But when I started smoking crack cocaine, it became an everyday thing. And I was lying. I was just being deceitful. And it overtook my life. I was just leaving work. And I was just going straight to the crack dealer, buying crack cocaine, smoking crack cocaine. That was my life. There came a point. When I went to Thailand and my dad bought me a ticket to go to Thailand and he gave me the ticket on Christmas Day Mm -hmm. and I was flying out on Boxing Day. I remember being so hooked on crack cocaine and when my dad gave me this ticket to go to Thailand, the first thought I thought was, thank God that I'm going to be able to go to Thailand because I was going for a month. And I'm going to be able to get away from the crack
1: Mm. for a whole month. I see. So you're thinking that it was going to kind of help you to get away because you knew you were like super addicted at this point.
0: That's right. Yes.
1: But you at the same time knew that you're going to Thailand where they had a whole bunch of other things. Is that right?
0: So I didn't know at the time because I had never been to Thailand. But my thought was, I'm going to go to Thailand, and I'm going to get away from all the crack in England, and I'm going to get away from all the drugs in England. Mm. All I was thinking about was going to Thailand and meeting all these Thai women. Wow, That's what was on the forefront of my mind, I see. getting away from the drugs. Wow, But there was going to be lots of Thai women over there that I'm going to meet. But when I got into Thailand, I got introduced to a drug when I got there, and it was called crystal meth.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: And there was me thinking that I'm going to get away from the drugs for a month. And I get into Thailand. I get introduced to crystal meth by a lady boy with a few of my friends. And we ended up sat down with these lady boys and we were just smoking crystal meth. The lady boys are transvestites. And I always used to meet lady boys when I was in Thailand because they were the ones that sold drugs.
1: I see. I see. So they were the ones selling you the drugs. Oh my gosh. So you're in this place where you are just living it up and doing whatever it is that you want, where your flesh is guiding you to. And now you're on crystal meth. Was a high on crystal meth even higher than the crack cocaine?
0: That's right. Yes. When I smoked crystal meth, the buzz was so intense that I loved it and it was great. But I wanted to come down off of it and I couldn't come down off of it. So I had to go into the chemist in Thailand and I had to buy some sleeping tablets to bring myself down off of it.
1: So this is basically buzzing you so high you couldn't even sleep. And that's what I've heard about that, that the high is so high that people can't even sleep. Is that right?
0: That's right. That's correct.
1: Now, how did you feel when you came back after all that partying and the crystal meth? Did you feel fulfilled?
0: I never felt fulfilled. It was great while I was there. And it was great while I was partying and doing all the stuff over in Thailand. But when I come back, I just felt empty again. And then I went straight back to the crack.
1: Wow. Barry, let's stop here because I understand that Jesus got a huge hold of your life. But something had to happen for you to sort of wake up. Barry, I really appreciate your transparency. And it's really amazing how you came out of all of this with Jesus. I can't wait to hear how. Thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you. Boy, this is a modern day prodigal son story from the Bible, guys. Let's dive deeper right after the break. Hey guys, it's me again. Let me be real and upfront with you. People are calling in and getting saved and set free by the power of the gospel that is preached on this show through powerful testimonies. I remember one night I was working the phones and a man in about his 30s called in. He was a business owner who was addicted to cocaine and he was living in California. He said he was driving and he heard our show about a former drug addict, and he felt convicted that he wasn't living his life right. And he gave his life to Jesus that very night. To me, this is a powerful reminder that God is moving through this real and raw show to touch the lives of others. Will you help us reach other cities all across America? You may be able to donate maybe $5 a month, maybe 10, some maybe 25, maybe more. Anything helps. Help us to spread the gospel to America as we are believing for a great harvest of souls for the kingdom of God in this time and in this era. But we can't do it without you. Don't just sit there. Go to AwakeningTheNations.com and join the movement to get these testimonies to help others. More real life starts now. Welcome back to the show. We're going to go deeper into what you just heard. So what do you think about this? As I'm listening, we're hearing how Barry's life got deeper and deeper into heavier drugs, That gave him more of a high yet i don't hear anywhere of feeling truly happy or truly being fulfilled like his whole life revolved around getting money and then spending it in all these places like thailand amsterdam and it sounds like a modern day story of pinocchio where nothing is denied and all is given for his wishes and desires and it seemed the more he consumed the more his soul became empty this has happened before you see in the story of the prodigal son We talked about how the young man started living a life of want. He ran out of money. If you read further on, something will stand out. It's written in Luke 15, 14-16. But when he had spent all, there arose a severe famine in the land, and he began to be in want. Then he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country, and he sent him into his fields to feed swine. And he would gladly have filled his stomach with the pods that the swine ate, and no one gave him anything. This verse really shows us how the prodigal son became truly desperate after he had so much wild living. You see, there comes a moment where getting more is actually less, because the prodigal son is left in what? A desperation, where he was working to fulfill his desires and suddenly, food for swine was looking good? That's nasty. You see, there's a lie in this world. The lie is that if you have everything you want, you will be happy. Not true. Father, we are praying for the person who may be going through what Barry John was going through, the person who needs to break out of this, the person who's saying, gosh, just living for that next high and not knowing their true purpose. Father God, I'm praying that you would break people free from this type of addiction. We're asking this in Jesus' mighty name. I hope you're blessed by this testimony, and I know that your life was touched.
0: If you want to know more about us or to make a tax-deductible donation, please check us out at AwakeningDonations.com. That's AwakeningDonations.com. See you next time.